Hey guys, this is Sam Denning. Welcome to The Rift, Enlightenment Within the Divide. Today, joining me in this conversation is Kadeem Joseph. He's a good friend of mine I've gotten to know over the last couple of years. Uh, he's originally from New York and has lived in West Virginia most of his life, uh, starting out in the panhandle over by Charlestown, West Virginia, and settled with his wife and now five children. He has a baby girl that's only couple weeks old here in Huntington, West Virginia. Uh, I value Kadeem's opinion very well. We have very frank discussions continuously. I see him on a regular basis. Um, he is a very, very brilliant person and a great guy to talk to tonight. Uh, let's welcome Kadeem Joseph. Hey, Gadeem. Welcome. Hey, Sam. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. Thanks for joining. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we don't really have a specific topic that we're going to talk about tonight. We're just going to talk. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. I'll... Um, one reason, you know, my podcast is called Enlightenment Within the Divide, and there's all kinds of crazy shit going on. Uh, you know, I... I thought that I'd have you on here because you're you have become a very good, uh, what I would say, a very good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, to put it bluntly, you're you're of a different background than me. Can you tell everybody, you know, about your background, where you're from, who you are, how you grew up? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a first generation American. Um, my mother came, uh, is an immigrant from Haiti. She uh, came here and uh, became a citizen. Uh, had me at uh, 18, a very young age, uh, took care of me, um, ended up getting married, uh, saw opportunity in the, in the, in West Virginia, uh, we came out to West Virginia, built a house in, um, the, uh, Shenandoah Junction, which is, uh, close to, uh, Charlestown and Harpers Ferry. Um, so I grew up on, uh, three acres, three and a half acres, um, uh, and kind of had a different, uh, a different outlook on life compared to, you know, the urban environment, the first, you know, first 11, first 11 years of my life. Um, it was a, you know, it was, it was just a different, different pace of, yeah, more of a rural sort of setting. Yeah, I would definitely were more rural, uh, uh, different, uh, different dialects, even the dialects are different. Uh, you have to, it takes it takes a while for your ears to get used to the the southern tang, twang as they say so but uh yeah yeah you know and I, would you say that that is you that has given you a different outlook than maybe most people uh absolutely uh definitely love the countryside um uh i i couldn't even go back to us uh, to to new york if I, if if i had to like uh it's just it's just too crowded it's just I I love space, just fresh air, and I just before I was I lived in New York when they still had black smokes coming out. Oh man, it's <laughs> crazy! Yeah. So uh, it's pumping smog yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and so to go get like you know three acres out in the country in West Virginia, that's a blessing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It was, uh, you know, I was my uh, my father, my father, uh, my stepfather's mother. You know, she taught me how to read and really instilled a lot of values in me that I hadn't had, and that combined with a new environment was like a renaissance for my mind. It was just it was it. It's what I needed. It it's the core of who I am today. The the, coup, the coupling of those two. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I really enjoy talking to you. I feel like you are a very critical thinker. You have a, you know, an open mind. You're willing to listen to all sides of a story. Um, you know, for for those people listening, you know, Kadeem is a black man by all you know, respects his skin color is black. I don't mean any offense by that, you know, so his experiences with the way he has grown up are vastly different than mine just by that fact alone. He, you call you consider yourself a conservative, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So like there, you have a lot of things about you that I find very unique. I enjoy talking to you. We have great conversations um, and we have gotten to a similar place in our ideology, but we've come from totally different backgrounds. And that fascinates me. You know, I used to push a little bit against some of the things you were saying. Now I embrace them a little bit more because I think that you have a fantastic foundation and a lot of what you say makes sense. Um, You know, we've gone, you and I've gone down the rabbit hole of all kinds of different iterations of things, you know, like uh, artificial intelligence and where that can lead us and what you believe maybe the future of that is uh, among many, many other different things. And we just have fantastic conversations. So, you know, let's, let's just talk a little bit about AI right now, like artificial intelligence. You know, you've told me, and I used to think, my God, that's totally bogus. Like who in the world would believe that we're going to fucking live in this you know, like matrix type of world. But the the more I think about it and you planted that seed, it's totally believable. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, I remember, I remember being in New York and watching this, one of my favorite movies of all time was called true lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Love it, man. Can you believe back then they had AirPods? Like, I mean, they weren't called AirPods. I mean, you know what I mean? But they, you know, he was spying around, he sneaks in, you know, doing his little spy stuff. You know, he just pops in the little AirPod and his little earbud in his ears, and he's he's talking to I forget the actor's name, the funny the funny one. Uh, and you know, they're just having a conversation like you know we do t- in twenty twenty. Yeah, you know. I mean, so, and who who would have thought? You know, everybody. You know, who would have thought that technology would be available to us? You know, today or Power Rangers. They're you know they're talking on the on their like their watches or. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like a lot of, of what is in uh, sci-fi film. Uh, They've done a good job of predicting the future. Either predicting or they research it beforehand because they know it's coming. And so they just, they you know, they go ahead and, and, and give it to you. Um, so with that being said, um, likewise, I think uh, AI is is going to be very, you know, in some respects, very similar, um, to what we see in, uh, in films. Uh, so like, you know, I think believe at the end of 2019, we created the quantum computer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so this is, uh, 
what I from what I understand is the beginning of a theory where computers are going to reach a level of singularity. I believe it's what it's called, where uh, basically there's a the, the computer be, uh, becomes so sophisticated that we can no longer update it or improve it. It has to now improve itself and continually improve itself. So no more maintenance, man, to fix your computer. It does it itself. It's too complicated for a human mind. Yeah. It's too complicated. And then, you know, and then, okay, so I have this idea of where if you serve the community, inevitably you own the community. So when technology finally serves us completely, I mean, they're driving for us. Perhaps they're feeding us because now even AI has uh, personalities. Um, they have, uh, you know, from Saudi Arabia, they have these uh, this this bot that just got its uh, has his own citizenship. And uh, if you look into it, you can see that they're developing a personality to to artificial intelligence. So it can it can you know so it can be very uh, it can be very broad and can, you know so. So, sorry, I lost my train. Of thought. Oh, that's okay. Well, have you ever heard of Elon Musk's Neuralink? Do you know what that is? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, Elon Musk, he was talking on a Joe Rogan podcast one time about his um, device called Neuralink, and it's an implant that you can put into a brain. Mm. And right now, they're they're beginning to start to do this, and it can help people with like uh, Parkinson's disease and things like that. But eventually it's basically like a computer chip that gets attached to the nerve endings in your, uh, in your brain. And Elon Musk claims that in the future, it can start to interact with, within your brain. And also like, let's say a smartphone. So if somebody sends you a text message, you can actually receive that in your Cortex, yeah, in your in your consciousness, you can decipher truth from fiction. So decipher you, truth from yeah, fiction. yeah, because you can you can have access to all knowledge. And this is after many many iterations of this. You know what I mean by iteration? Like this is this is the first, yeah, uh, different uh, different uh, levels of it. You know, it builds on itself. So he said, ideally, eventually, you would have access to instant knowledge you could access google or whatever instantaneously you can find out all there is to know about a certain topic and be able to decipher the what's right because you can get all angles of it or at least your brain can figure out you know what's in the middle or whatever right and you can talk to people without talking hmm. and it was a very interesting conversation with Elon Musk because it's mind blowing because they're actually starting the quote air quotes here first iteration of this Neuralink, which is not being used for the things I just mentioned, but it's being used to try to control, you know, tremors and someone with uh, Parkinson's and things like that. But the, but the, after several iterations, you know, let's say 20, 30, 40 years, it's not, it's not hard to believe that this thing is going to be tied into actual, other software that's outside of our body and we can yeah, absolutely. subconsciously use that. I mean, what, 
it's just been a little bit over a hundred years since we created an airplane and we're going to space and Mars. And I mean, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if this is the beginning of, of this type of technology, uh, you know, I wouldn't even give it a hundred years. I give it 20 oh, yeah. years. I'd give it 20 years. Well, look where the internet's gotten us in a decade. <laughs> now I'm not saying it's gotten us somewhere great. Right, right. But, but, you know, and I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating because this can be argued all different angles, but I, I personally don't believe humans are meant to know everything going on all over the world at any given second. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's good things with that and there's bad things with that. Absolutely. And it's, it's so brand new to us that I don't think that we really even know all the ramifications of it. Like, uh, you know, sometimes I wonder if, uh, you know, will my cell phone give me cancer or like, I don't, I'm not saying, I don't, I, I'm not, you know, I don't have any kind of degrees in, in the medical field or, or like uh, batteries or anything like that. So I have no idea, but it, it hits me like it, what is the prolonged effects of constant technology, you know, this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, a constant battery in your pocket yeah, or something. Would, and you know, if any, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to relate this to this mask thing. Okay, you can write me all the research papers in the world that you want that tell me having a battery in my pocket all day long or up to my ear all day long doesn't do a fucking thing to me. But at the end of the day, my 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 gut feeling is it does. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't need it. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't need a scientific research article to try to prove it's not right. Right. And the same thing goes with the masks. I've had buddies of mine going, you know, oh, I've heard that the mask, you know, I've got this research article and they'll text me. This says the mask doesn't do any good. And I said, well, you know, I've got these research articles I've seen that says it does wonders. At the end of the day, who gives a shit? There's no way to know exactly in my gut I feel like something covering my mouth or someone else's mouth is inherently going to slow the spread of the virus. Mm -hmm. It may not totally eliminate it, but it's better than nothing. And I don't need a research paper to tell me that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I also don't like being mandated to do things, but I think that it's not out of the question to think it doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. Don't mandate it, but, you know, absolutely, absolutely, you know, give your advice and give me the, the information that I need to make a, a, a wise decision for me and my family. Amen. But as far as uh, mandating it, I'm an American. So well, the man. second you start <laughs> mandating things in this country, you're going to have a whole segment of people that are going to buck it. And you and I both lean conservative. But my point with this guy was you don't need to prove to me anymore one way or the other i don't want to get text messages with articles about face masks i believe what i believe because it's in my heart Mm -hmm. not because some scientist told me Mm -hmm. it's just what i feel and see and the same thing with the technology of these cell phones and computers and all that i don't i don't need a research article to tell me that holding a laptop up to my nuts is going to give me testicular cancer (laughs) after 20 years it's like no shit you know what i mean yeah um it, it's just interesting how much people rely on that. 
And this same guy, and I told him, you know, it's, it's, it's what they call confirmation bias. If Donald Trump had come out wearing a mask, guns blazing, day one, this same guy that I'm talking about with the mask would be telling me that I must wear a mask. And he would be sending me articles that tell me that wearing a mask is going to save the world. Mm-hmm. And I pointed that out to him. My, my, my overall point doesn't change. It's not who and what is telling me about wearing the mask. It's what I feel like actually helps. And I agree with you. I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, and, 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 and this guy is going to argue whichever way basically a political party might give him a, a one-liner or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's ludicrous. Yeah, right. You know, I'm conservative, but I'm not dumb. Right. And you know, I'm sure you're not, uh, you know, you don't follow uh, some cult personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, I absolutely, I, I totally agree with you, and you. Uh, that makes me. Uh, that brings me to the to the topic that. Uh, yeah, like uh, as far as AI, like with that much reliance, uh, again serving the community, I feel like. Uh, you know, there comes a point where we're going to be relying on AI to such an extent. Uh, I mean, it's going to have complete control of our lives. You know, what I mean, I mean, complete control of our lives, and even I. And I know a lot of people think this is it's uh, it's far out there, but I think especially with coronavirus, it's uh, being accelerated, where robots or AI is doing more. Um, it's better to have it's better to have contactless taxis than to have a drive, a, a, you know, a, a driver driving you around. Um, so. I definitely feel like there's going to be a point in time where uh, either the government can use technology or AI to, you know, subjugate us or it evolves from the government subjugating us to the actual system itself subjugating us, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, it, you know, it's just doing it on its own. So, I, I, I mean... I mean, it's, it's, it yeah, could be, you know, you think of the matrix, let's, let's right. just use the matrix. Probably most people have watched the matrix. If you haven't, you need to, I think it's a must watch movie, but you know, basically the premise of that is everybody is living in a world of which it's artificial. Right. And they envision this world and they're living in it and they're actually having a life in it. But in reality, they're inside of these pods or whatever, and they're producing fuel for the, machines Mm -hmm. in which actually are living on earth and they're running everything. Um, You know, at the time that that was released, that seemed absolutely absurd, but you can see they have this thing called the Oculus. Mm. I think it's a, it's a contraption you can put on to your head and look through it and touch and grab things. And it feels totally legit. You know what, how many iterations of the Oculus do you need before you're, lying in a bed never moving and you know being in a situation similar to the matrix yeah and and, and, you know it's it used to seem nuts but things are coming out that are making me go hmm this might be like you know five years from now ten years from now Absolutely. You know, and do we have like some, I mean, this is getting real deep in the weeds, but do we have some sort of like human revolution right now? No, because I don't think we do because people like that it's making everybody's life easier, but there's going to become a point when you're like, whoa, hang on. 
Oh yeah, it'll but be, then it'll be too late. Oh yeah, it'll it, it's, like you said when they run a certain amount of the shit in your community, you're fucked. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and like it's good when you start talking about like uh, you know, when you're looking at the Matrix and they're in this like uh artificial world. I mean, that's like I feel like the new drug. If if you think this opioid crisis is bad, imagine when someone some company someone creates uh, creates a, a a plane where where however you want your life to go it goes y- you wanted to be a football star you didn't make it in the real world here come to my world you want you want to be you want to be a king of a country come to my world i mean it I, I think that'll be I think that will be the greatest drug, if you will, that mankind has ever seen. I mean, I really think people will abandon reality. And to run down the rabbit hole a little bit more, I mean some people believe in aliens. Some people do. So Oh, they're out there. Yeah. If they are, if they are and some people believe that they visited Earth and they have more advanced technology than us and yada, yada, yada. If we can create this technology and they're supposedly more advanced than us, who's to say you're not in it right now? Wow, that's, you know, because there's like some, philo- there's a lot of uh, philosophical thinkers. Unfortunately, I can't remember their names, but they have this uh, this thought that you can prove that nothing you can prove that nothing exists but you can't prove that you don't exist you know you exist but for example i know i exist but i'm talking to you i don't know if you're npc i mean i can't really prove that you're not you know what i mean and like so well well i've had a kid i have five kids i didn't see anyone put anything on their eyes well it was already put on my eyes so of course i didn't see my kid you know what i'm saying i'm already you know so when does it begin like when did you know if there were aliens you know you could already and and if we are able to create this type of plane it is statistically probable that we already are in one that's crazy <laughs> yeah. that's mind-blowing i mean literally when you think of that i mean it's it's a, truly mind-blowing i'm i'm gonna have to lean towards uh i don't think we are i hope we're not all right right but i it at this point in 2020 i don't think any shit's out of the question unfortunately yeah um you know i can see anything being a possibility um on that note let's take a real quick break so i can grab something to drink
All right. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry about that. I had to go get myself a, a beverage here. I don't know if you guys are uh, partaking with us here or not, but I'm having a nice Miller Light. This topic is too getting too deep. Uh, so we've been talking a lot about AI, uh, which uh, Kadeem and I talk about pretty frequently, and it's it can be mind-blowing if you really want to wrap your head around it. Um, but <clears throat> I also want to get into some other things, too. You know, I'm I'm a Christian, and but Kadeem is not of the same religion as me, so that also gives us a completely different uh, kind of perspective, and it's interesting how we kind of mesh so well together. But uh, Kadeem, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background religious-wise and, you know, tell us about your family and your children and, and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, I'm a, I'm a first-generation American, so my goal is to have, uh, you know, a good amount of kids. Uh, I don't really have too much family. I don't have any family in this country, so I would definitely want my, I definitely want my sons to have um, someone or a group that they can rely on to, to lean on. Um, so that's my, uh, my strategy for that. Um, as far as my background, I was, you know, I I was raised in a Christian household. Um, my, my grandmother, she passed away from COVID. Um, she was, when was that? uh, A few months, uh, a few months ago. Did she, did she, I mean, I hate to kind of go off on that, but this would be an interesting thing to, to, to know. I mean, how old was your grandma? Um, she was in her seven, she was in her mid seventies. Was she living in New York? Yes, yeah, in, in in Bronx, New York. Um, she's the she's a bishop. Um, she's an actually that was really hard for her. She's an African American woman uh, who became a bishop. Um, her church. She was the leader of the church uh, called uh, the Lion of Judah Assembly. Okay. And uh, my family's been. Uh, did she? Did a whole bunch of people around her also get it that she knew? Did you know? No. No. Um, she's the only one that I am aware of that Did, passed from it. Yeah. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah, no you problem. may not know them because people around here, I mean, it's starting to get around here, but it's not real. Not that many people know anybody with it, especially anyone that has died with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also, everybody's been reading articles that, you know, African-Americans are more, you know, likely more susceptible to You're getting right. it. Um, maybe because they have more pre-existing conditions. There's all kinds of things. But did did your grandmother have pre-existing conditions? Yes, like diabetes she did. and things. What, what? Yeah, she had a she. I know she had some breathing problems. Um, again, I kind of grew up away from my my mother and away father had some. Family. Yeah, some. Is this uh, your issues. dad's? Is yeah, this, this is my father's side. Okay. So, um, so this is my paternal grandmother. Um, yeah, she uh, she had some pre-existing uh, conditions. Uh, uh, she was visiting one of my um my family members and uh I don't know what I heard was that um one of them one of the kids were sick and she was watching the kids damn two weeks later she started feeling symptoms and then she went to the hospital found um well you know her breathing started getting really bad so they brought her to the hospital um, her breathing, she had, you know, her breathing was horrible. Um, then the next day it came up, it, it, and it went back to normal. They did something for her where her breathing went back to normal. And then she had to go on a ventilator. Um, it went back down and she had to go on a ventilator and, um, she, she didn't survive. Jeez. Yeah. How long, I mean, how long do you know, like from the time that she was 
you know, went to the hospital at the time she passed away. Do you know how long that was? Maybe a week, maybe Jeez. a week and a half. It, 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 and so this was at the beginning. I, I remember this because you mentioned this. This was at the beginning when everybody was, you know, watching the news and New York City was having like 700, 800, you know, 1,000 deaths a week, a day, not a yeah. week, but a day. Yeah. She was, was in, she was one of those deaths. She was, yeah, she was. It's, I mean, it's, you know, we watch it on TV and it's just a number. But then to hear your story and hear about your grandma and, you know, God bless her and, and, and your family. And thank you. Um, it makes it real. Oh, yeah. It, it was definitely like, wow. Like, you know, this is legit. Yeah. Like, like it kind of prepares you like, OK, like I'm going to have family members who are, are going to pass away before I was expecting them to. Oh, yeah. You know, and it was just really. It didn't. It doesn't care. It doesn't care if you're. It doesn't care who you are. You know. It's not. You know. It's. It just. You know. Comes after us. Um. So yeah, that was. That was. Uh. That was. You know. Definitely tough. Um. So I was just being. You know. Supportive for my family and stuff. Uh. Again, I'm a Muslim. I don't. I don't know if I. Uh. I yeah, I kind of broke. I'm sorry about that, but I when you started talking about your grandma passing away, I I broke you off there. Yeah, but um. So I've been really, uh, you know, during that time when she did pass away, I was really involved with what my, uh, what my, my father's family was doing. And, you know, my father is a minister. My, my aunt is a, is a, is, is the pastor. And, uh, yeah, they've been, they, they've had that church open for, uh, I want to say 20 something years now, if not more. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, well, what? What got you, so, so you said, so kind of, I, I stopped you in the middle of explaining how you started out as a Christian, your grandmother was a Christian, you know, raised you in these, and then, but now you're Muslim. So like what, you know, explain how you got there. Well, I want to begin by saying this is a very uh, controversial topic. Oh, it's okay. So, it's okay. So, all right. That's what, I mean, you know, this is enlightenment within the divide. And is if anything that can enlighten us, dude, we're cool with it. And uh, any more, you know, if you don't feel comfortable saying it, don't say it. But if you think that it can maybe enlighten someone or they can learn from this, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, so I t- uh, my stepfather, his mother, who I call Granny Faye, she taught me how to read. She taught me table manners and all, you know, she taught me so much. I'm so thankful for her. Well, once I learned how to read, I would read the Bible. So I've read the whole Bible and you're doing better than me. I mean, I, I was, I, I, I have a very spiritual soul, you know? So I was, you know, and I'm in love with history. So with the combination of a spiritual soul and history, that makes, you know, that just drew me to the, to the Bible because to me, that's the ultimate history book, you know? And so, I read it and after reading it, uh, it kind of confused me to be honest. Um, but to be, uh, to be fair, I didn't, I wasn't my, my mother who, you know, who raised me, uh, she wasn't church going, you know, I didn't have like leadership, you know, like it wasn't like, Hey, let's get your Sunday clothes on. We're going to church. Yeah. yeah, I didn't, you know, so I didn't have, maybe I didn't have some questions, you know, so, Everything was on my own. If I had a question, I find it out. You know what I mean. So, 
but after reading the Bible, I was very confused um, with the way, uh, like, uh, the Trinity is, for example. So, when you read the Bible, or at least when I read it, the Trinity doesn't really fit in with it. And a lot of the actions of the people who were claiming to be Christian around me wasn't also was also not in line with, you know, the biblical message and the biblical teaching. So I started exploring other ideologies. And, um, but now that I'm kind of shaky with Christianity, I'm really critiquing these, these, these religions. Cause I want to, I want to find out like the truth, whether it's Buddhism, Taoism, whether it's Hinduism, whether it's um, uh, 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 Judaism, you know. Um, and then I was on a bus. I was still in school while all this was happening. I was on a bus. Uh, a Muslim was being picked on. I didn't know they were they were Muslim. They were being picked on, and um, they started. I I remember I was watching a documentary a few days earlier before this person was this individual was being picked on, and it was relating relaying how similar islam and christianity was and so i had some idea that they were similar and when this person was making fun of this this muslim i was like well you know it's kind of funny you're making fun of them they have very similar beliefs to you so you know what part what are you exactly making fun of them for and um it made me like wonder what is islam so I uh I got a, a Quran which is you know Islamic uh, it's the the scripture of Muslims the yeah it's like the it's like the bible for the yeah so so for 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 Muslims there's the old testament the torah which is accepted by the by Jews the new testament which is accepted by Christians and then the Muslims they have what they like to say the final testament um which is accepted by Muslims and um, I started reading that, and I kind of told my parents I was doing a research paper, and you know I was I you know because there was no <laughs> way they were gonna let me yeah, like you didn't want to let them down right yeah, and so uh, and then you know I was reading it and it just hit me because uh like the the Bible the way it's written you know because growing up I was told that the Bible is the word of God the Bible though is written the way that it's written, the format of it, it's like a story. The way that the Quran is written, if you, you know, if you were to claim, you know, someone wrote it, it's not written in a story form. It's written like a conversation, like how we're talking. Okay. So when I read it, it was, it hit me like, like, whoa, you know, it kind of like, you know how like, you don't really know what you're missing until you like, like you get into it. So what can I, how old were you at this ninth epi- grade? Epiphany for, I was, okay. I was, you're I was like 15. Ninth, yeah, probably. So. Yeah. Ninth, okay. ninth grade. And how old are you now? I'm 28. Just turned tw- tw- actually I'm 29. Just turned 29. It's hard to keep up these days. <laughs> you got kids, man. Once, <laughs> once you start having a bunch of kids and you've got a bunch of kids, once you start having a bunch of kids, man, the, not over the yet, time, man. it's like, I don't even care. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. So we're talking 
ninth grade, you had this epiphany. Right. And you realized that this is what you believe. Not quite. Uh, I was starting to, I was okay, starting, to starting to discover. To I, was, I was starting to realize that I had some issues with Christianity. Okay. Um, my parents ended up throwing away the Quran. I, I ended up, Are you kidding me? Yeah, I ended up looking for it. I'm like, dude, like, I need to finish a couple more chapters. Oh, like, where is gosh. this book? And it was thrown away. And that kind of like really started setting it off in my mind. Like, all right. It like, made you want it more. Yeah, it made me want it Dude, more. Dude, that's like my parents, and I know this sounds really kind of sad to to attribute the same, but back when I was in it, it's like hiding the Nintendo or hiding the Super Nintendo. You know, we don't want you playing this thing. Your parents are like, we don't want you reading this thing. Right, and it's like, why? I'm just gaining knowledge from it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, And like I will say, and I've said this m- many times, and I don't want to keep, you know, tooting your horn, but. You're very well thought out. I mean, you're a guy that seeks the truth. You you seek enlightenment where it, wherever it is, whatever corner it's hiding under, you're looking for it. And I, I I hate to see people oppressed. So like that first instance of someone making fun of another person uh, due to their just due to their beliefs, that said it all. You know that. Yeah. You know, it got you more. You it, it sparked a. An interest. An interest. Absolutely. And then this, you started getting into it, and then your parents getting rid of the Quran sparked it even further. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So we're, here we are. You're in ninth grade. I'll yep. let you continue. I'll, con- I'll let you keep talking. So um, it was funny because I ended up learning so much about different religions. <laughs> I helped a person become a Buddhist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so like, it, yeah. So like, but yeah, I, I, I really... You know, I mean, I was only a ninth grader, so I mean, when I say I learned different religions, no, I didn't get probably to the meat, to the very nitty gritty, but I did absolutely do um, as much research as I possibly could, and um, two things came up for me: Hinduism and Islam. Those were the two things that uh, really hit me. Hinduism was really complex and it took me, I had to redo, because Hinduism at first, it seems nonsense at first. But then I went back to it and be like, I, I got to give it a chance. It was so hard to, but I have to give it a chance. I have to give it a chance. And then after a while, it started making, it actually did start making sense. Um, um, but yeah, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I became I became a Muslim, and um, and it ended up answering. The more I learned about it, uh, it ended up answering a lot of my questions. Um, and so, I I stayed with it from there. Um, I started praying. Got caught. I used to hide in the closet to pray because you know I wasn't allowed to do that in my house. So I got caught one time. Uh, my mom was calling me, and uh, you know, obviously I couldn't answer because I was in the middle of prayer. And um, she opened the door, and there I was. And man, that was an interesting uh, conversation. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> but yeah, so for me, that would be like getting caught in the closet with a porn magazine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. I mean, it was. I wish I had got caught with porn. I mean. My mom was irate. She was mad. Yeah. 
well. But we're cool now. I mean, she's definitely, I mean. Do you think, uh, sorry to cut you off, but do, do you think that that has made you, do you think that being, becoming a Muslim has made you more conservative? Absolutely. Okay, because I was wondering that. Uh, absolutely. It's, it's definitely, I think really all, I think being religious makes you conservative. I don't, I don't care what your background is. I don't care if you're a Jew, you're a Christian, you're a Muslim, you're, you know, uh, I mean, any religion. I think if, I think it brings you down a path that wants to see your family do well. It wants to see you have property, have rights, have have a, a, it gives you a certain mindset that you will find is in line with the conservative, the conservative thinking. Um. So yeah, I hundred percent, I hundred percent agree that uh, I think it it's made me conservative minded. Okay, so let me take this somewhat of a different direction. So we've, you know, you're you're a black man in, mm. in Huntington, West Virginia, which is, let's just face it, it's it's rural. I mean, West Virginia standards, it's urban, right? Absolutely. But uh, United States standards, it's rural, right? Um, how is it being an African American? How's it being a black guy mm-hmm. that is conservative? Do you find it hard to find other other African American people to talk to that have similar ideology as you? As far as conservatism, maybe not Muslim, but conservatism. That's a tricky question. I mean, if, yeah, yeah, you can if, talk around it however you want. Uh, the truth is, I feel like people are conservative and don't really, like, really realize that they're conservative. Uh, if you give them instances, do you value this? The answer is will probably be yes. Do you value a certain conservative, put any conservative ideal out there? Do you, and you ask a person, do you value this ideal? They'll probably say yes. In the African-American community. Now, I just don't believe from the background that I come from, which is uh, not, you know, not as well-established, it's not a, as well-established uh, community that I come from, I don't really believe that they care too much about politics. I don't think they really care about liberalism or conservatism. I don't okay. think that they really pay attention too much. Um, that's not that's not their focus. So yeah, they don't live and die by right. That. So even though that they're they're more conservative, even though that they're probably more they're probably leaning more conservative wise. The media or, yeah, the media, whether you call it music, whether you call it movies, you know what I'm saying, it dictates a lot of how they vote, for example. And so even though you can have even so what I'm saying is a person who you think is liberal. is probably not liberal. You probably got you. You probably can sit there and talk. You'll talk, and y'all be the best of friends. Well, I, I would agree with what you're saying. Most people tend to have traditional values. Absolutely, people want to have a traditional home, especially African Americans. Yeah, whether they have it or not, they they want that. 
Right. That's something that everyone wants, you know, and you know, you hear a lot in the media that that's a European whatever. You know, no, I think it's been all over the world. People want to have mother, father in the home, traditional home, raise a family, stay, you know, stay together. It's that's not that's not some like crazy well conservatism sort of thought. So I think I just think there's a lot of things that get thrown out there that you can see on maybe both sides of the media. But I think, I think in general, most people, well, in today's times, people, let's just boil this down to Trump. People just hate Trump. First of all, that's absolutely true. They just, they just don't like the man. Right now. They may like some of the values, but they can't get past the man. Absolutely. Um, you know, but there's a lot of appeal to Honestly, if you take moderate liberals and moderate conservatives, they're about the same people. Well, another thing I was going to say They may is, not even, like you said, they may not even know the difference. Another thing I was going to say is the problem I think people, uh, I, the problem I think a lot of people have with conservatism is they feel like it's linked to uh, white supremacy because when you talk about traditional in their minds, what's traditional America? Traditional America to them is slavery, is Jim Crow. Right. And and you're talking from the viewpoint of African American. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So in their mind, that's that's traditional. You know, so when they hear make America great again, you know, they're thinking like slavery, Jim Crow, like, you know, that's that's their right. that's their that's their mindset. You know what I'm saying? And the media, you know, fans that fire. Oh, yeah. You know, whereas, unfortunately, again, because we're not really interested. Uh, my, the, the, at least the community that I come from, I can't speak for everybody, but the community that I come from, they're not interested enough to dispel the illusion. You know what I'm saying? So, like... And... and- most people don't have open dialogue like you and I are having right this second. They're just, if they hear anything, they're going to hear what they turn on on the news station. You can have an open dialogue with them because I have open dialogues with them. Okay. But they'll agree with you, but say we got to get Trump out of office. Yeah, they hate him. They hate him. So, well, let me just try to nail you to a cross here and I, you know, you can maybe plead the fifth, but do you like Trump? And I don't know if I've asked you this specifically. I don't vote. Okay. Being a, being a Muslim. But do you hate the man, but, but like what he's doing? But I support Trump. I support Trump because... I'm an American. So I think about I think about my family. I I think about my my neighbors. You know, I think about what my kids are going to have to grow up in, you know. Um and I think where Trump's policies lead are more in line with my thinking than let's say if Biden were to win his policies. I love guns, you know, um, and, and who, and, and really as an African American, 
why wouldn't you love guns? I mean, nobody wants to be enslaved again. I mean, nobody wants any kind of atrocity, whether it be the Holocaust or, you know, nobody wants, you know, there's countless instances of human beings doing other horrible things to human beings. Yeah. You have a country that says, hey, you have the right to defend yourself. You know, and that's, I don't want to get too in the weeds on this. and I'm sorry that I've gotten so political all of a sudden asking you very specifically, but I'm glad that you've been honest. But how awesome are some of the things about this country where we have a bill of rights, where we basically say the government's job is to protect these inalienable rights of yours. That is their only job. That is their only job. Their job isn't to have the biggest fucking military in the world. Their job isn't to incarcerate every single person in the world in the U.S. Their job isn't to dictate how we work. Their job isn't to tell us to wear a mask, although, you know, I'm going to wear one. That's not their job. Their job is to make sure that the environment we live in allots us the freedoms that are given to us by God. Absolutely. Or by whoever you believe in. That is their fucking job. Yeah. It isn't to dictate every aspect of my life and your life and your children's life going forward. That's not their job. Right. They've overstepped their bounds and they've been overstepping their bounds forever. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm proud to be an American. Proud. Uh, and so, but unfortunately, sometimes I think, man, did I get here too late? I wonder that sometimes too, you know, um, but it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you keep something that nobody wants to keep like that? But it's like, it's like being torn. I love the way the, uh, how America has given its citizens these inalienable inalienable rights but at the same time it saddens me because i feel like a lot of our our sit, our fellow our fellow countrymen they they don't want the responsibility yeah they don't understand it yeah, it's it's like they I've said this and I was on a podcast with somebody recently where I was the one that was, you know, not I wasn't the host. Mm. And I said, the people that want to tear down this system and want to change everything don't understand that it's built in the system. Mm. They they can do it. Yeah. They, and they can do it legally. Yeah. And it's 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 written it's written in the system they hate. Right. So how can they hate it? And it and that's just on a real surface level. Mm-hmm. But it's like the reason why is they don't understand it. Yeah. And however that system was founded in my opinion doesn't matter. It is what it is. It does say this. It does allot this. It does allow this. It can be changed. Now, I do believe that there are some uh, complexities to it. So, like, oh yeah, that, I mean, absolutely. So, like, uh, like being a like, for example, an inner city kid. Um, 
growing up in in New York, I like I see like neighborhoods still segregated. <laughs> I see neighborhoods still kind of segregated. Like you have blacks living in one area, Latinos maybe in, uh, intermingling with blacks and have their own area as well. And then you have uh, uh, you know white Americans completing in a different complete in a different area. You also have in those black neighborhoods, ninety percent of them aren't owned by the 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 businesses in the in this in the neighborhoods aren't owned by African Americans. Um, I don't know how enthusiastic the teacher the teachers are. I know my teacher wasn't all that enthusiastic in teaching me uh, while I was in New York. It was very different once I moved down to the to a rural area it was, they were much more involved and seemed much more uh engaged in our future um so you know that's i think i think waking up feeling like wow this country wasn't built for me nothing around here is built by me you know what i'm saying and then no one's also kind of like caring about your community it it makes you feel disenfranchised but and so i see how people can hate the system i do but i think that what people don't understand is in those environments the people who are running the show are democrats yeah i would tend to agree with you on that they they are the the republicans aren't running these areas and and i want to say this too and i and i'm not i know that we're going down this way and i don't want people to think i'm you know a complete asshole but they are run by democrats the democrats are selling everybody in those districts victimhood it's very easy to latch on to yes like you said yes the African-American community has been victims forever. But let's raise ourselves up. It's hard to do. Not, again, the, the Democrats want to serve the but, African-American right. community. But the Democrats and want serving to, here's my point, gives you power. They want to keep them in yeah, they that want to, class. They want that class of victimhoods and promise them something for yeah. eternity. As long as they can keep promising you a way out every election cycle... But yet they don't actually get you out. They don't offer you something new. How long can you remain a fucking victim? Absolutely. You, you see what I'm saying? And it, there's no there's no right or wrong. I mean, there are victims. There are actual present day. There always have been. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I can never claim to understand what you and your family and your, your wife's family has ever seen. But what I can tell you is what I believe, what I do. You know my heart and soul. We've known each other long enough. I'd I'd give you the shirt off my back if I could. The things that are going to make a difference in this country are not the things that we watch on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, any of those news channels. It's going to be the people, the boots on the ground, and how they treat their neighbors. Absolutely. How do I, Sam Denning, treat the people I interact with. Absolutely. Period. Do I, do I care about them? Mm -hmm. Do I truly care? 
or am I using them to make a buck? Do I, do I love them? Do I care about their kids? I don't need some agenda from some politician to tell me how I need to be doing that. I know what's right and wrong. And people can say, you know, our forefathers should have known what's right and wrong, and that's probably right. But I'm not my forefather. I'm Sam Denning in 2020. I, I, I don't only... think our forefathers did anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's the argument. But my point is, I know me today, and I do know what I feel is right and wrong, and I'm going to address it. I can't make someone else do it. Absolutely. And that's the American, that's part of America. Absolutely. We're not in the business of telling other people how to fucking treat other people. It has to be in us. And I'll tell you, it's in me. Mm -hmm. I care. I I can't say that other people do. I hope they do. Mm -hmm. But there's no way, you know, there's, who knows? I don't know. You know, people treat me like shit sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think... It'll and I'm only... not trying to downplay it, you know what I'm saying? But no, I'm just absolutely. saying, at the end of the day, the buck stops at us. Right. You, me, our families, our wives, our children. How are they going to be raised? How are they going to treat their their siblings? Yeah. And I will admit, the African-American community still has a ways to go, needs to be helped out, Maybe need, maybe needs financial help more. Because of the things of the past. Oh, yeah. But I will tell you this. I will do my part to help the people I personally know until the day I die. What I think the African-American community has a great opportunity of doing now is organizing. Uh, We have a history of broken homes. You know, I'm a product of a broken home. So... Uh, but my kids, they have their father and they have their mother. And I think that's becoming more of the norm. Um, and I think we have an opportunity as, as families to be organized and, and, and have generational wealth. And I think, I think this is the best time to be an African American in America. I would, I would not disagree with that. And I think. If you love the rights of America, you if you love the ideals, the idea of what you can do as an American, don't don't worry about someone else's is someone else's idea of what America should be. Um, worry about your own idea because America was founded on freedom of religion. You know, so. Have your own, have your own, um, you know, the, the Amish have done it, you know, so like have your own, have your own goals, have your own ideals, but have an American style, have, understand, understand like what you've been given, the responsibility that you've been given, bear it, build it up, you know, um, and I think, I think. I think that'll be that that would that would be the greatest thing for not ju- not just for African Americans but for uh for, for all you know all people you know and I and I and I hope uh I hope something like that gets done and I think uh 
I think it will. You know, I just hope we have our rights. I hope we have our rights while 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 it's while it's happening. Well, keep that thought. Okay, you hope we'll have our rights. Okay. Everybody remember that uh, Kadeem wants to know. He hopes that we'll keep our rights. I'm gonna. T- we're gonna take a brief break, real quick, and we'll be right back. Uh, had to take a little uh, break to use the bathroom and to crack open another Miller Light. Kadeem is telling us a lot. Uh, we're having a great conversation here. And uh, what what were we just talking about right before we took this break? Well, I was saying that this you is hope a, we don't lose this our is, rights. Yeah, this is a great time to be an African American in in America. Um, I just hope that uh it's a great time to be an african-american in america with all her rights as well yeah so i get this sense that you think that we may not have all of our rights what makes you think that or at least altered um i i i just see uh a and an, an attack on the Republican idealism of America, meaning America was built on the idea that the common man controls the country. Benjamin Franklin came out and the woman asked, what kind of government have you given us? He said, a republic, if you can keep it. Yep. Meaning... This is for you. This is this. There's no king. You know, there's no there's there's no one to answer to. You are the one. we have to come to you to answer to. It was there was uh, the militia. You know, you had armed men willing to defend their towns, their home. You know, their homesteads, whatever the case is. And the government feared the people. In fact. The American, the first American government even collapsed because it was too weak. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, I mean, so how do we get from that to just 
so much so much like oversight from the government so much you know you know i think if you want an honest answer from from me what i i think that government has had to over the last century or more continually justify their existence and how how else can they do that other than to make more laws if they don't seem to be relevant you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so they write more and more laws and 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 i've argued this with people before you know sometimes they base administrations and they base two year terms for congressmen and women on how many laws they passed why is that a metric why do we need to pass more laws mm-hmm. why is that something that tells us whether our government is doing better it, it it isn't. It has nothing. It, it's it doesn't mean shit. Uh, but yet it's used as a as a reason to say that we're better. The last administration wrote more laws, passed more laws, and I I think that fundamentally, you know, in, once you got into I don't know what time period, but once you got into the early 1900s, things drastically changed here. We didn't have quite so many laws. Yes, some things needed to change, like the end of slavery, and there's a lot of stuff. But other things that were totally unnecessary infringements on every human being's life living in America started to get legislated. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I definitely agree, and uh, and it was for the sole purpose of we need to justify our existence and safety. So, for example, in my lifetime, I, you know, I can't, again, I'm a first generation American, so I can only speak. I don't have elders to, to break it down for me. I can only read third hand accounts, read, you know, books and stuff like this. But just from what I've seen, we've, we give our, we've given up our rights due to safety. So, like, when 9-11 happened. A lot of them. Same thing with pandemic. We had the Patriot Act, you know, and, uh. No, even though I'm a conservative, I can't stand by George Bush for the Patriot Act. Um, I don't think I. And they keep renewing it. It, The safety thing is very interesting because the pandemic, a lot of these mandates and a lot of these laws in every single state, the, the reason that they're not being found unconstitutional is because they are emergencies. Yeah, they're it's it's all about safety. Right. If you can in in the federal federal government and state governments and local governments, you can supersede other laws if it's in the name of your local or national or state safety for the public. So like you can you can infringe on someone's constitutional right if it's for everyone's safety. Uh, yeah, I, so they're posing you know, like just like you were saying with the Patriot Act, you know, it's your it's our constitutional right to our own privacy. Absolutely. Unless we can make it appear that it's for our national security. Right. Um Which I totally get yeah, I, why I, at I, the time I get it. You know I, what I'm saying? I do get I get I get it all. But when does that end? Once the government takes control of something, it never ends. It becomes a light it, it becomes a line item on a budget. That gets passed every year. 
and those line items, they they have to justify their existence. So they have to grow. They have to ask for more money so that they can survive. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a com. It's what they call like a complex, a military industrial complex, a mm-hmm. medical industrial complex, educational industrial complex. If if you don't need more money at the end of every year, then you're not you're doing something wrong. If right. you're a government entity, you and see not what only I'm that, but like if you give them power, I mean, you you're kind of crazy if you think they're going to give it back to you. I oh, mean, yeah, no, do it. No. they went from one year of not knowing much information about individuals to hearing every single conversation. I mean, yeah. And for us to think they don't know our search histories on Google, everybody, I mean, they know that's, everything. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, but it, it's also becoming harder and harder to live off the grid. Absolutely. You know, you, you've told me, we'll kind of switch gears somewhat here. You've told me that your, your idea with your family is to maybe get, you know, kind of get away, you know, have a... We want to be self-sufficient. Yes. We, I, I look at our ancestors, our American ancestors, and I see, excuse me a second. Yeah, just hang on just a second. I look at our American ancestors. And I see how free they are. You know, land of the free, home of the brave. You know, to think that Walmart can tell me I can't wear it, I can't show my gun. In, in, I mean, it's a private business. I get it. But, I mean, this is America. I mean, you know, you, like, I can't, you know, so like. At the like, end of the day. <laughs> So at the end of the day, is it really, in air quotes, America anymore? Do you believe yeah, it is? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's like still America they, because there's still people. They're fighting for it. Absolutely. But I, I get the sense that we've lost some major, and people have forgotten why that these things are important. They've just forgotten. They, they seem unimportant to people. But like I was saying earlier, and Walmart is a private business, so that, that's a little bit different. It is, but, but the but the government is not in the business of telling us how to live our lives. Right? They're in the they're actually in the business of making sure we can live our lives in peace. Mm-hmm. That's what they're in the business for. Yeah, to make sure I have the right to carry my firearm. Exactly. To make sure you have the right to speak freely. Absolutely. To make sure you have the right to raise your family how you want to. Right. To make sure you, I mean, it, it, I feel like it's been flipped up on end. And now it's like, well, you can only have a family this way if we tell you you can. You can only do this if we tell you you can. We can only, I mean, it's ass backward. Yeah, it's like, uh, because it's, it seems like we're trying to be like this globalized nation you know, we were very much isolated. You know, we were more isolationist, in, in, historically speaking. And it's like now we're trying to, like, you know, be like this, uh, yeah, a little bit more globalized. So they want us to be a little bit more uh, homogenous. Yeah. And, and, and by blatantly ignoring our legal documents. But. Exactly. How do we exactly? And and it's laughable, but it's sad. You know, what do we, we have kids that are same age. Yeah. Okay. What 
what is our responsibility to our kids? I got to teach my kid how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But what if it's not like that as he's growing up? I got to tell him, you need to believe in this. I, I I don't know what else to tell him. You know, I grew up in a, thank God, I you know, every day I thank God. I grew up in a pretty good, normal country family, mm-hmm. was told to work hard, you know, to earn a living. And, to, you know, we played out in the country. You know, I, I, like you, I lived out in, in the country a little bit. Mm-hmm. We had some land. But we're going to have some tough conversations with our children. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't see, you know, I, we got to be prepped for it. And I don't see it getting easier. Mm-mm. You know, it's inevitable it, 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 at this point. I it, mean, it, you can slow it down, but right, it's inevitable. And you've mentioned these kind of things to me before, and this is a little bit back to what we talked about before. But you know, your your kids obviously they're they're black kids, mm-hmm. and and I told you, you know, I think I can't remember what we were talking about that one time, but you said, and th- this is going to be along like racial profiling, but you said, uh, which I one hundred percent believe in. By police, you know, oh, that's a black guy driving, you know, his tail lights out. Let's pull him over. But, uh, you know, you said your your kids, you have four boys and a, and a girl. Right. The the newest one, you know, I don't know. How old is she? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. What's her, what's her name? Miriam. Okay, Miriam. So you have four boys and mm-hmm. a girl. You know, when those kids get old enough to get a driver's license, you told me, what did you tell me? They're taking every every time they take a, a like a if they have to take a picture that's going to be like you know an ID passport it doesn't matter what it, if it's some kind of official identification they will be dressed up in a suit yeah and for anybody listening and I hate to be very stern but if you're white do you give a shit what your kids are wearing when they get their picture taken. No, you might want them to look good. But do you think of it in terms of, is this going to end up making my kid in handcuffs? No, it's just a picture for a fucking driver's license. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and anything your, your that per, I can. No, your perspective. It's a totally different perspective and totally different mindset than anybody you know, my circle of people has to think about that. We don't have to think about that. It's not, it's not important that that, that picture is almost irrelevant Mm -hmm. for you. It's a serious consideration. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you say that because there are major hurdles you have to jump through, but if you keep jumping through them, it'll make a difference. Unfortunately that you have to jump through them. But it, I don't know how else to put it. I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really like get sad about the struggle. You know, the struggle is actually, you know, they say pressure makes diamonds, right? So, I mean, the greater the hurdle, you know, the, the stronger the man, the, the stronger the man, or the the, the greater the achievement. You know, it'd be amazing if it, if if we can look in history and be like, wow, this is where African-Americans started. This is where they're at now. That'd be who wouldn't want to be African-American at that point. If you can if you can show this this long history of of the, of of one way, 
you you rose through it and became your whole you know ethnic you know you know, your because really in America we all call each we're all Americans yeah you know even though you know when I take a uh you know like a census or they ask me what my racial background is it says do you put Haitian no it says I'm just joking it says are you are you white are you black or African American you know what I'm saying so it's telling us we're all American. You're an American. I'm an American. It's telling you straight up. You're a black or an African-American. But your ethnicity is an American. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, 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 in a way, it's saying that. And, you know, so irregardless, we all sink or swim together on this damn boat. Right. So we have to just be Americans now, you know, like... Yeah, like th- there's a reason why they ask these questions for you know for particular reasons, but a white American is an American, a black American is an American. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, we're all Americans. Amen. You know, and so <laughs> I hate to keep throwing these Christian things in here on you, but oh no, I mean, you know, and, and, and that's another I mean. thing. We all we you, we you share I mean. the same. Ju- the Christian Judeo the, the Judeo Christian values are are just are just as much Islamic as well. Yes, and you know I went I went to Virginia Tech in grad school and spent a lot of time with some you know Muslims that were actually uh, Saudi Arabian mm-hmm. Saudi Arabians. Um, some of my Saudi really, Arabians. Yeah, some of my they were actually very good friends of mine and. Uh, I would always tell them that they are much more conservative or however you want to word it about their religion than, than I was, you know, they, 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 they stuck, they did it, you know, they had, they went and did their prayers and everything. And well, in America, we do have separation of church and state. Right. But I mean, we just didn't, and I'm not saying people don't, but people our age range, so like one of my buddies, Caliph, Caliph Al Tamimi, all the time. You know, you know a Tamimi? Yeah, that's like a big clan. That's like a big tribe. Is it? Well, the, he was wealthy, it's a dude. Very and, famous. Tri- well, Caliph Al Tamimi. Yeah, I know. He's buddy bond. Wow. And so he, my point, and we used to joke about it. You know, I said I'm, I'm a Christian. He goes, I never see you doing anything, and I'm like, well, I, I believe it. Dude, he stuck to that stuff, mm. you know, but he also, and this is why I've always said, you know, I don't have any problem with Muslim, you know, I, I don't have a problem. He invited us over every weekend for football games. We had to take our shoes off when we walked through the front door, but I mean, he, he bought the food. We had, he had a party. He, he hosted everybody every single weekend. Mm. Great guy. But I just feel like, Christians have kind of lost that luster. It's like nobody, hell, our churches are almost empty. Which is weird because America, I believe, is uh, of the Western nations. I think America has tradition uh, historically been the most religious. Yeah, and I just think that our new religion is politics. And our new religion is the internet. 
and I, I don't want to get I don't want to go down that rabbit hole during this conversation, but I think it's true. Our new religion isn't isn't God. Mm. Um, I think people believe in something, which is fine, but like I, we're worshiping partisan politics, and you know I I'm a conservative person. You know which way I lean. But I don't worship. I mean, that's not. I don't live and die by that. Mm. You know, I hope, like you said, you, you know, you hope no matter what happens with this election, you hope that even as a conservative black man, you, you know, you hope you don't lose your constitutional rights. Well, I won't lose my constitutional rights. You I'll put it sure that way. That. Yeah, you can make sure <laughs> that. And uh, you know, but it's sad that we're even having to talk about that. That that's even a possibility. Yeah, it's a right, a yeah. God-given right. Yeah, I mean, not a privilege. Like I said, they always have to justify themselves. How far do they have to go? How many God-given rights do they have to take take away just to say that they they to justify their existence? Whatever it takes to win the election. Yeah, exactly. We need to win. Don't you hate Trump? Don't you hate Trump? And and honestly, yeah, I hate most of what Trump says. I think he's a douche. I've told you this before. He's one of those guys that if I went to high school with him, I'd say, God, I hate that guy. But he at least does things, in my mind, a, a lot of them, not all of them. You know, my wife's foreign, and there's a lot of these immigration issues I have I have issues with. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and they bother me. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things, you know, nationally speaking, that make sense. But, you know, who knows? I do believe that. I do believe the, the people who are leaders in this society uh they 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 have they're not incompetent fully i mean they they do have you know i i in retrospect i do they know what's right and wrong yes i i think they do have it's the draw of re-election yes it's a good gig man being a federal employee like that that i guess the problem is kind of like what trump would postulate during I shouldn't say this, but I personally it. know congressmen and women. Yeah, I don't. It, you know, it, career politicians make I think make problems when you have yes. it when you when when it becomes a career it, when it becomes all right. I need to win because this is my job. I think that's we because I like Jim I don't Justice. know I don't he's, know if it he would, doesn't he's not a career politician. That's true. I like you know what I'm saying I like Jim Justice. I like Trump. So like if people feel kind of cutting you off, but like term limits may make a difference because it may make people vote how they really feel it should be done instead of voting in a way that they think would get them reelected, which isn't it. The priority is incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. As, with the Republicans too, what as is a, good as for a the country, not what's good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's for both sides, right? What's good for the, it, it, you know, it, it, this is just it, it's just a a general observation. It has nothing to do with Democrat, Republican, whatever. What is good for the country, not what's good for me? Mm-hmm. Who cares? My God, I mean, if you get elected to any sort of federal, you know, congressman, congresswoman, senator, whatever. You're already guaranteed retirement. Who gives a shit? But that takes a lot of strength. You know, we're talking about we don't Dude, we don't do well in our own beliefs. Peer pressure 
It's huge. Not just that, but like if we can't stand on our grounds when it comes to our beliefs, right? Who are we? Not that, but can we really be mad at someone else when they're put in a position of power to falter or fail or be weak? We are weak ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, if we have a society of people who are strong on their on their on their on their values and their morals, then we can point the finger at people who don't. But we don't. But if we're weak ourselves, yeah, then who's to say when you're put in that position, you won't falter yourself? You know what I mean? Someone, yeah. if a lobbyist comes to you and says, "Got ten million dollars for you," oh, it's yeah. I mean, and you and I, we've never been in that position, right? So it's hard. And it it's it's impossible to say what would what we would say. But one thing I I will say, you know, there 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 are good politicians, like you said. There's people out there trying to do the do the the right thing. But peer pressure is a bitch, uh, you know. When you got everybody in there um, acting a certain way, and you know you got your own party trying to tell you to tote the line, right? You know, it, it, it's it's tough. It it's harder than we can imagine. And I hate that I've gotten so deep into politics about this. But at the end of the day, my point is, we're living in crazy times, mm-hmm. both. You know, socioeconomically crazy. They've mm-hmm. always been, you know, racially crazy, mm-hmm. pandemically virus crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, my last podcast was about, are we even going to have buffets? Mm-hmm. And dude, I love buffets. Buffets are great. I'm a fat ass at heart. Ramadan, lo- buffets are the place. Yeah, well, now, let, let me ask you, when's Ramadan again for you? Uh, about a year from now. Uh, so it just happened. Yeah. Okay. Long ago, yeah. Um, a few months ago. All right. Well, you know when when things start opening up, we'll have to go out and grab a couple or something. I don't know, but my number one go to spots were buffets. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, I'm six six, used to weigh uh, over three hundred. I've lost some weight, but I love to eat buffets. But my point is, you know, we need a little bit of normalcy, uh, and. You things are crazy, but I think most people would agree with the things we've said here tonight. I agree maybe with not you. the AI stuff, and I, the aliens coming down. Well, but th- I don't but you believe know what I mean. I'm not saying I believe in aliens. I'm just saying if aliens were to <laughs> I'm exist. I'm just throwing that out. Right, right, I mean? right. But like, if aliens were to exist, and when people think of aliens, they always think of them being more sophisticated than us. Well, let's step back. You and I talked about this today, and we got some time. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. We can talk forever, but. There's all everybody knows there's documentaries on History Channel and Discovery or whatever, but do you think aliens came down and had and had any part define alien? Mm, extraterrestrial. Other than Earth. Absolutely. Did they come down Absolutely. Did they come down and help the Egypt let's just say specifically the Egyptians and the pyramids? I won't say that, but I'll say that they have definitely had a part to do with 
society. Yeah, I believe there's been civilizations. Well, it it's like it's, Joshua. It's, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. He fought giants. I mean, they looked like locusts compared to these giants. Yeah, oh yeah. So, yeah, I, absolutely. They have built civilization. You have giants who've built civilizations. You know, uh, in uh, in uh, in Arabia, they had a. Uh, uh, there's a belief that we uh, that uh, giants built stone. Like I think it's called Petra, where giants built uh, a society through through the rock. You know, um, so yeah, I, I definitely think there's some uh, unnatural, uh, unearth, um, well, it, uh, some different genetics. Here uh, in the last couple months, man, we're having our our military come out and say UFOs are real. You know, they've taken decades to admit it. And then I heard recently within the last two weeks, and I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but I heard that they're, they actually have a aircraft that they're admitting that they have in the U.S. government that is not of this earth. Wow. And it's kind of mind-blowing, and it's... Pretty much, you know, with everything we've talked about, AI, politics, uh, you know, being an African-American in Huntington and, 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 you know, being a conservative, with all this stuff, pretty much nothing is unbelievable to me anymore. Absolutely not. Um, we, have, <laughs> yeah. we, we have this uh, we have this idea in, in Islam that um, it's quite possible that uh, that. Uh, the Garden of Eden. There's some debate among scholars, but uh, I believe the majority of scholars believe that the Garden of Eden is actually in heaven. Um, it is in a different dimension from 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 Earth, and that human beings, although created from the Earth, because so, Adam was created from the Earth, from the from the clay. From, yeah. However. He wasn't from the, he wasn't born on the, if he wasn't, he didn't come out of a womb or anything, but he wasn't quote if, from the earth. F, well, right. Quote from the earth. He, he was brought to the earth because in the garden of Eden, which in Islamic theology, according to some scholars were, was in heaven, you know, uh, the garden of Eden was in heaven. Um, some argue that the garden of Eden was on earth, um, and was brought to earth. Um, as well as we have this idea that there's seven heavens or seven dimensions or more than seven dimensions, but at least seven dimensions of just, of just heaven. And that there's this, uh, a race of creatures called jinn who are very intelligent that used to go far up into, you know, the, I guess the first heaven, what we call space or whatever. And that. The purpose, one of the purposes of asteroids, is to keep them from from getting too high up. Hmm. So we have a tradition in Islamic theology where we believe that people have kind of, or not people, but beings have been uh, all over what we call space. Um. So yeah, I you know that would be more that'd be interesting to to see how that uh. 
how that unfolds, you know, especially from a theological aspect. Standpoint, yeah. Yeah. Especially like a as a as a Christian, like, you know, uh if there if there are aliens, um how would that how would that work? Kadeem, I'd love to get you on here in a future podcast with uh like maybe an expert in that topic, maybe if I can mm-hmm. find one and we can all talk about it together. Um I'm actually reaching the end of my memory of my memory card here. Mm-hmm. We've hit about everything up that we can possibly think of. Uh, you know, we can talk about more stuff of course in the future. Uh I've I've really enjoyed this conversation. I would love to invite you back in the future and talk about anything that you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody's enjoyed what we've had to say and hope I haven't offended anybody. And if I had just uh grow a little bit thicker skin, <laughs> you know, uh, nothing here was meant to be in any sort of way at all to, uh, you know, make someone offended. Uh, it was to op- enlighten people within this uh, divided time that we live in. And hopefully, you know, bring some people a little bit closer together, whether they're on the left or the right or what, whatever, you know, just tell people that we're, we're all kind of moderate here. We're all living Absolutely. in the U.S. We're all Americans and we all have the same struggles. Uh, one last thing to say, uh, just to my brothers and sisters, all Americans, but especially the African-American community. Look, I'm imploring you really do your research. Don't look at the man. Look at the policies. Do you agree with his policies? Do you, when I say he, I mean Trump. Do you agree with Trump's policies? And when I say he, I mean Biden too. Do you agree with Biden's policies? If you find that you don't agree with one of their policies, then vote for the person whose policies you do agree with. Don't vote based upon personality. Because... You're only seeing a you you know let's say Joe Joe Biden for example you only see Joe Biden a, f- a few minutes at a time he knows there's cameras on him you know so you're not really getting the real Joe Biden all right and I I guess you can use that same argument Trump he could be a lot worse than even what we see but look at the policies v- vote according to policies don't vote according to personality. Because it will affect the future of your children. And I think a lot of my brothers and sisters out there will realize that many of their ide- their their ideas are in line with the Republican Party this election. I can't speak about future or the past. Just this one. So please... Do your research. Voting is a very, very serious responsibility. Don't just go out there willy-nilly, vote for Kanye West, vote for this person. Know who you're voting for, what they believe in, and how it will affect you, your children, and your family. That's all I implore. Those are very good words of wisdom. Kadeem, thank you. And everybody, thank you for tuning in to uh, The Rift, Enlightenment Within the Divide. We'll uh, see you next week.